Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Yeah, I got started when I was young. My dad had some English shepherds and red bone hounds and everything. We followed them, and he actually run hogs in the woods back in the early 70s, and we take those English shepherds and squirrel hunt them. After where we run them hogs, then we'd use them to gather the hogs up and uh, then we got done checking them and everything, and then we'd squirrel hunt them back home. Multi-purpose dogs. Multi-purpose, yes, sir. <laughs> they they work good like that. And then, of course, we had the red bone hounds. You know, we coon hunted them. Mm-hmm. And growing up where I'd, with him, I always we always had some kind of tree dog. You know. Okay. Well, you know, we're we're starting off with with English shepherds and red bone hounds, and that's not where we're going to end up, but. I do want to just ask a little bit more about the English Shepherds and, you know, what, what were they, how were they built? Do you know anything about where they came from or, you know, what did they look like? Just curious. Yeah. Yeah, they were more of the old farm shepherd type. That, mm-hmm. They were black dogs with the white ring necks. Okay. They sort of resemble like the Border Collies, but they were a little bigger dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were just super, you know, they. They were yard dogs, hog dogs, squirrel dogs. We did all with them, you know. Yeah. And they were just a lot of fun to be around, you know. Yeah. Now, I think the the early farm shepherd type dogs, you know, were basically just like a cur dog that, and the feist that were just these multi-purpose, do everything dog on the farm, and you know as we modernized and stuff and people moved away from the farms. All of a sudden these multi-purpose dogs started disappearing and, uh, you know, there for a little while, it got hard to find a, a good multi-purpose farm dog from what I, from what I gather. And, you know, the English shepherd breed has made a big comeback, but it sounds like they kind of went through the same thing. A lot of the current vice breeds did. They kind of took a little dip of, and had to, some, some people had to put some work into, Make sure they stayed around. That's for sure. Yeah, they was they really smart. You know they these dogs were tree. They're it was just unreal mm-hmm. how tree minded it was. But then when you get out there and you know you're ready to work them hogs, they forget about the squirrels. It, it is natural. Yeah, at their job. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard that from a couple people that have been on here or just other places. Read that couple of different places about how a lot of people got their start with just some old shepherd dog on the farm that, like you said, be a yard dog, stock dog. And at night they'd be taking it coon hunting or they'd take it squirrel hunting during the day and did it all. That's how, that's what got me interested in tree dogs, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I was really young then. What made you switch to the, the feist then? Well, back in, uh, I guess it was, uh, Mid eighties now, uh, I got a little dog from a friend of mine, Doctor Shelton and Brady Walker. That took a female over here to Whitwell and bred to uh, Jerry Smith's buck dog, and uh, I got a pup off that. He he was a feist. Okay. And uh, and I sort of used him <clears throat> like that. He went everywhere with me. I rode horses. He went with me. We went coon hunting. He went with me, but he was a he was the best dog I ever owned. Squirrel dog, everything. He was a mm-hmm. little brown white spotted dog, okay. stand up ears, and uh, there's uh, everybody around the country knows that dog in this country, you know. And that's what got me really interested in the feist dogs. And uh, there, that's what I I think he uh, we kept him. I think he. Died when he was 16 years old. Jeez. Yeah, and uh, I remember uh, when he was 14, we killed uh, 15 squirrels with him one evening, and uh, he was just as 
ain't gonna say as strong as he was when he was young, but he was still just as good a dog at that age as he was when he was two year old. That's saying something. He had a nose on him, and he's one of those dogs you never seen trailing. I mean, he just go through the woods and put his feet on a tree, and that that was it. You know. Nice. He's just uh, he was just a natural all the way around. Mm-hmm. I, after that, I just, uh, I pretty much went fast. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of curves and stuff, but fast is what, that's what I was really interested in after him, you know. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess you can say I've still been trying to get another one then for <laughs> all my life. There don't ever be another one like that, you know. Yep. I just, uh. That's all I, mainly what I mess with, and then uh, I guess it was uh, early 90s, I went down to uh, the American Dream Fire Association, had a picnic in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and I went down there, and man, they were having a party down there, they were pitching horseshoes, and cooking, and everything, and I got to meet a lot of people, a lot of, that's where I met uh, Luther Lennon, mm-hmm. and uh George Colley, Herschel Coxwell, there's a whole bunch. You're naming all these names that I used to see on old Squirrel Dog Central all the time. Yeah, all them guys are. You know, that's names that I'd heard of all my life, but I'd never met them. But mm-hmm. I met them down at that picnic and got to know them and just uh, uh, be good. Me and Luther, I mean, we talked every week till he passed away a couple of years ago. He was a. He, uh, that man could, he could find more squirrel dogs than anybody ever seen. I had a lot of respect for him. He, uh, he told me one time, said, uh, talking about raising squirrel dogs, and he's, we're talking about fast and stuff. And I had a dog that's trying to say I watched breed too, and he, he told me, he said, uh, he said, uh, raising squirrel dogs, breeding squirrel dogs like making a cake. I said, how's that? He said, well, if you got the right ingredients, he said, uh, you can't mess that cake up. So it may not be as good as somebody else's, but it'll, it'll be good. <laughs> if you got the wrong ingredients, you're wasting your time because uh, ain't no matter what you do to it, it ain't going to make it. You know, that's something that always stuck with me. I like me, that. Me and him joked about that for years, you know. Yep. We, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. Yes, there is. You gotta, you gotta start with the right stuff to get what you want. Yep. And that's something I still do to the day. You know, I, we're sort of picky on what we, what we breed, and mm-hmm. stuff to the point where uh, we try to keep them right ingredients in there. You know, keep that cake done like it's supposed to. Definitely. But then. A lot of them old guys, I really enjoyed talking to them. And, you know, after being down there at that picnic, being around all them, I made my mind up. I said, I'm going to I'm gonna have me a competition, dog. And I'm going to get into this one day. But and look where you've this. come. You went from <laughs> going to a picnic to being the, the vice president. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> That's a whole different story right there. But. <laughs> well, why don't we introduce yourself, Mr. Vice President of the ATFA? Well, my name is Marty Brown. I'm from Whitwell, Tennessee. That's about all I know. <laughs> <laughs> you were suggested to talk to by the president of the ATFA, a former podcast guest, Todd Coles. So he's the one that suggested I talk to you. And man, the other day, you had me rolling just talking to you. When I was asking if you'd be even be interested, Todd's a good guy. He's he's raising a good line of dogs. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's something that makes it good. That you know, I I like all them boys, and, but that gives us something for us. It's kind of like the Ford and the Chevy. You know, we yeah, between our dogs and the booster dogs and all that, that gives us it makes up for a lot of fun. But he mm-hmm. that bunch that bunch got going on out there. That's for sure. Yeah. You know when you draw one of them you're gonna have to you have to be on your game. That's good though. Oh yeah. That's what makes it uh that's what makes it what it is. 
Yeah, definitely. I had never even done no competition squirrel hunting up to about, I'd say 2009, 10, somewhere in that area. Okay. What made you finally get into it then? Well, honestly, I've always had squirrel dogs. I always try to keep it good. And me and a friend of mine, he's actually one of the members of Crossfire Kennel Bunch, uh, Mark Gallagher, we was a uh, turkey hunting. And uh, while we was turkey hunting, I had like three cows people hunting squirrel dogs. And he said, man, said, you need to be in this serious. <laughs> you need to be uh, breeding some dogs and hunting some hunts and stuff. And I said, well, I'd like to get into it. And he said, won't we just, uh, won't we just go out and get some of the blood? We bring some bass and bring it back to Tennessee and start breeding it and start hitting some of the hunt. I said, well, if you if you serious, we can we can tackle that, you know. But I said, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it to win. We ain't going to do it to mess around. I said, I said, I thought about that picnic back in the 90s. I said, I won't be able to hunt with them guys and compete, you know. Yeah. You ain't going to. You ain't gonna try try to do your best. There's no sense doing it. And actually, me and Mark, John Marks, Carl Richard, now Dusty Hill and John Carpenter, we've all we're all under one blanket here at Crossfire Kennel. And okay. We all we all uh, we're scattered out, forty five minutes apart, but we all try to. That's what that's what. Uh, or who's involved in our kennel, but, you know, we all sort of do our own thing, you know. Yeah. Help each other out, but we try to keep these bloodlines and these dogs the best we can because, you know, in the competition. But when we started, I mean, we went out. I think we traveled to six different states getting bloodlines. Okay. We went as far as Ohio, Arkansas. Georgia, Alabama, I mean, we went everywhere just to get certain bloodlines, you know, a lot of our, our bloodlines, you know, we was after was, I was wanting some of the older stuff that uh, I'd been a wanting, I know this opportunity to get some of that blood in here, you know. Now, where, what did you want to start with? You said old stuff, but I'm not real familiar with old vice lines, so what was, what did that consist of? Well, we went back to the old Cadillac Jack blood. Okay. And uh, we actually got a male dog, a uh, max dog. He was, off, he was straight off Joe Black and a Cadillac Jack female. And uh, that crossfire really what got us rolling. And uh, we went to, or that male was, and we got a female from the Wallaces, Gary and Bob Wallace up in Kentucky. And uh, Andy came dog, and she was. She was uh, at Wallace, Kentucky Doe and Wallace, Kentucky Ginger over the Bog Street stuff. And we started breeding that. And, uh, of course, we had to, I want to stay with the Smith Sport and the LT stuff, you know, where uh, my old jack dog went back to. Okay. And uh, we got a little bit of Ozark blood. And uh, I guess we brought it all back here and started to, weeding it out, you know, what worked, and uh, started raising their own line, and uh, yeah, we've been breeding it now 13, 15 years, something like that, you know, and nice. we got it to where we want it, but, uh, or what, you know, what we want to keep in it, and, uh, and uh, we breed, uh, I'd say 80% in-house now okay. between all of us. But, and, you know, we still go out some. We got... Yeah. Uh, we just got back from Ohio. Kelly Kennels, Mike Kelly up there, he raises a lot of that. He got a lot of that Joe Black and Grayson, okay. Grayson red line. And, uh, and William with the Red Creek Kennels bunch down in Georgia. Uh, Mike um then you know we did a lot of it local hero Lauren Slatton, 
red hot dogs and but they all are the bloodlines that we started with we're just trying to keep it stronger you know yeah give, give us a lot more options yeah definitely i mean i don't know if the listeners will remember this but actually uh f- first squirrel dog i ever hunted with uh was a cadillac jackbred mountain feist really yep a little black and tan very typical of that line of dogs and she was a nice little dog i, I liked her um I was a senior in high school and uh, an old man that had some beagles that was a neighbor of a friend of mine. I used to walk over and just look at his beagles and talk to him. And he had a little feist out there and he's like, you know what that is? And I'm like, looks like a feist. And he's like, yeah, how do you know what that is? <laughs> and here, I'd, here I'd been like perusing uh squirrel dog central, like, you know, every day I was on the forums every day and, I knew, I knew what a good, what a little mountain feist was, and so he ended up taking me squirrel hunting. That's that's where it all started for me too. It gets in your blood. I wish you get started, and, you know. It's just like the competition hunts for us. And ATFA, we hunt like six different hunts a year. Each month we hunt a different state. We always like to get together. You know, it's it's uh, you got your local. I mean, your regulars that run the circuit. You know, yeah. you have parents with dogs, and you'll have. 10 or 12 of the locals from each state. And it's, uh, I've really met a lot of good people doing that and uh, know people all over the country, you know, because these little dogs. Yep. And uh, just like my wife does all the time, she, my phone rings all the time. I, I sit here talk dogs and bloodlines <laughs> every night. <laughs> she said, she's, ain't there's anybody sitting talking bloodline all night somebody. Yeah. yeah. You're going to play with them, you need to know what the, what you're trying to do i agree and uh like i did a deep dive on my my personal dogs a couple of years ago when i got in this line of dogs i've got um and uh it's funny a friend of mine he's got same breed of dog we have leopards and uh he's, he runs leopards but a very different line and it's funny we'll start talking about dogs and i can recite pedigrees like and my wife gives me a hard time too because she's like you can't remember to pick up you know diapers on the way home but you can remember to you know what that dog's great grandfather is i'm like and you've never like it's not even a dog you own i'm like yeah so i, I get it like, like a friend of mine that has them we'll sit there and talk about these lines of different lines of leopards and he's like he'll mention something and i'll i'll tell him what it's out of and like i said it's that's you know way back in his dog's pedigrees but not even in mine but i just you know like you said gotta do do your homework so yeah it's uh if you ain't uh, if you ain't keeping up with it, you uh, it's hard to make it work, you know. And I like to see these different bloodlines, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I hunt with see a lot of dogs every year, and uh, it's just amazing. But you know, I've seen a lot to where it's amazing to me how dogs out of the same bloodlines, you know, carry on them traits, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, just watch them work and uh, everything. And, what was the name of that first male dog that you had that really got you hooked? The one when I was a kid or the one when we started to cross by? I was thinking the one you got in the 80s that you said was the best dog you ever had. Oh, that was my, his, his name was Jack. Okay. And what was the male that you had when you started Crossfire? Uh, Max. Okay. Actually, uh, John had actually... He was one purchase Max, but uh, when we made that first cross, I got a dog off the field that his name was Bullet, and uh, he's the one really kicked me off into the competition world. And you know, and he's another. You know, man said he ain't never. Most people won't ever own one good dog. Well, I've been blessed enough to own two anyway. Okay, That's, I'm you still know, working but, on one. <laughs> but. I know when I, I drawed out on my first turn, I said, uh, I got up my game a little bit. So I thought I had a squirrel dog, and I drawed out with Keith Lander and Danny Williams. And I found out real quick I didn't have what I thought I had. <laughs> you know, and then uh, we started. Uh, but I know what I had to have in. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's when we really went to getting serious with them, but. Bullet dog, uh, he was uh, 
he's the first competition dog, and he really excelled. And it's, I've been hunting another one ever since, but it's hard to get one. It's, you know, you can have a good squirrel dog, but you may not have a good competition dog. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, people don't understand that. You can squirrel hunt a competition dog, but you can't competition hunt a squirrel dog somehow. Mm-hmm. And, but once you get the bug, though, it's a, Why don't you explain a that a little better for somebody that maybe not under, that doesn't understand that? Well, to me, there's a lot of people got good squirrel dogs. I've been with some good ones, but, you know, they'll just go to the woods and turn them out and they'll run around and, you know, when they tree, they're loose on the tree and they, but they don't care. They're still getting in there and finding the squirrel. You know, they don't ever put a leash on them. They, they ain't used to living in a box for two or three days on one of these big long competition hunts. But, uh, Mm-hmm. The competition dogs, you know, they get used to living in a box a couple of days. And when you turn them loose, they need to be all business. And they need to go hunt. They need to get trees and stay trees and stay tied on the tree. Cause, you know, about any format you hunt in, you know, your dog's got to stay tied on that tree and stuff or you'll get minus points. and you got to leash them out of a tree. And uh, when I started dogs, I try to start it with all that. Just uh, I always time this tree and everything. Get that to be a second nature thing. Cause yeah. If you don't do that, then you go doing it to hunt. So you don't know what's going on. And, you know, and a fun hunter where he don't care, you know. He just gets dog trees and he finds it. And they get squirrel or whatever they're. I mean, they're happy, but if you're playing on competition, hunting that dog, you got to be a little more precise about him, you know, when he trees. Yeah. Now, actually, uh, I squirrel hunted with a friend of mine not too long ago, and um, he's got a mountain curve, and he, he was mentioning that he wanted to maybe do some some competition hunting. Well, she's a little loose, and that's what we discussed, and I said, you know, he's like, do you think it's too late to start tying her? I said, no. And he said, in a, since then, he's... He started tying her at every tree, just getting her used to that, you know, that routine. So that way it tightens her up. And that way, at the same point, when he does start competition hunting her, she's used to it. He said it's made a big difference in how tight she, you know, she trees a lot tighter in general now. And at the same point now, it's not some foreign thing that she's getting tied up. And he said it's made a big difference. So he's he's getting her ready and tuned up. Yeah, well, that's a, you know exactly what I was talking about. Where they just ain't used to it. And yep. You can have a good dog, but uh, well, just like I was talking about, when I went to my first hunt and I drawed out with Keith and Danny. I I had a good dog, mm-hmm. but uh, I found out that uh, you know you get in the hole quick when your dog's goofing off. And there's in our two hundred fifty yard tree in two minutes. You know. You can get behind and it don't matter how good your dog is. But that just, uh, I guess, built far stronger because I know right then I had to up my game a little, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hunt them different, breed them different, and get them where I need them to be. Yep. What is it about the competition hunts that you really like? Well, I know it sounds crazy, but I mainly hunt the ATFA. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I do, I've, I've hunted the NKC and the money hunts and a lot of local hunts around here, but. You know, it ain't just the hunting itself. It's just getting together with everybody and having a good time. I mean, we was in LBL last weekend. We hunted on Friday evening. I think there's 45 of us eat together at the same restaurant that night. <laughs> you know, and just laughing, cutting up, having a good time with it. But mm-hmm. but I do like to win. You know, I like to, I like my dog to do good just like anybody does. Everybody wants to showcase their breeding and what they've got. Just it makes anybody feel good, you know, when somebody else is uh, talking good about your dog. Yeah. But the main thing is we just we just have a good time. I mean, I look forward to each hunt because there's a lot of traveling in. You know, we travel. You know, from land between the lake, 
central Arkansas to South Georgia, you know. Oh, wow. You put a lot of miles on your truck and you dog and you, but it's all, uh, so, I mean, it's just so fun, you know, when we're all together and like I say, cutting up, throwing fun at each other and uh, everybody just having a good time, but mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, you hate to see it over with when it's over because on the drive home, you hate it's over. That's, uh, that's when you know you're enjoying it, you know? Yeah. To get a dog go, it's good at it. It's hard to get one champion and grand champion. You know, it's a, you got a lot of miles. You got a lot. You burn a lot of money up in gas, <laughs> motels, and everything. And uh, you know, people say that's uh, reason you sell pus and stuff. I said you could never sell enough pus pay for all this. Yeah, but you got if you like it, it don't matter. Definitely. That's what that's what we like to do. You know. Well, I want to hear about a couple of your dogs. You, you talked a little bit about Max, but I'd like to talk a little bit more about Max. I'd like to talk about Crossfire Candy Cane. It seems like your kennel is built very heavily on the backs of those two dogs. Do you agree yeah. with that? The core, yes. That was a that was the cross that made us right there. There's no doubt. The, mm-hmm. the Candy Cane dog and the Max dog, and every dog that we had contact with, kept up with, got, you know, people kept up with. Every dog out of that made good dogs. I ain't saying world champions or nothing. I'm just saying good squirrel dogs, you know. And, uh, yeah. and matter of fact, that's where my bullet dog come from. It, you know, really got, got me on the bench and started to win me a few hunts was a, a bullet dog, and he was straight off that cross. That cross, that was one of our first cross, and still to the day was our best cross. Okay. And uh, that's the reason we keep breeding for that. Them bloodlines, because, uh, well, like I said, I think I said this earlier, I just traveled back to Ohio to see Mike Kelly. And uh, the reason I did that is because of all that Max breeding. He still got that blood heavy up there. Okay. And, uh, I'd went up there and got a pup for one reason, one reason only to keep that blood strong in my kennel, you know. Yeah. I could have found a I could have found a dog here, a good dog here to breed with and stuff, but that's what I wanted because what well what he's done up there works. There's no doubt. I mean people know him all over the country, but mm-hmm. he's uh his bloodline is uh, the same stuff that started us. Yeah. And that candy dog we still got. I think four, maybe females that go back to her. Yeah, like I was just going through your website and your male dogs and your female dogs and going through pedigrees, and it seems, like I said, almost everything, at least somewhere, goes back to that cross. Yeah. Indy. Indy and Mike, that's what, I mean, that's what our kennel's built off of. Mm-hmm. That's one way to say it, because, and we got some other stuff, you know, and, but if you look at the other stuff we cross to, pretty much you'll find more of it up in our bloodline. It ain't like we go out, you know, and try something new. We when we go out, we go out to get it to just make stronger what we don't got, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here looking at your website, and I'm seeing a picture of this bullet dog with you, and he looks like a daggum chihuahua. But then I see him with somebody else, and he looks like a different dog. Well, there's a... There's a reason for that. We hear that a lot. Uh, I'm, uh, I guess you could say, a little bigger than average. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm about six eight and three hundred twenty pounds. So <laughs> that'll, uh, that'll make them look a lot smaller. But That's for sure. Bullet, like I said, there's two pictures. There, you and Bullet on top, and then it's another guy and bullet on the bottom and it's like i said it looks like two different dogs just because of the size difference yeah bullet was actually a, a big dog he i mean he was i think he was 17 and a half inches tall and weighed uh, 28 pounds okay so, so he for was a five he, yeah he about maxed out as a five so yeah 18 inches and 30 pounds as big as he getting mm-hmm. they was times he probably hit 30 pounds you know in the off season i mean he was that close yeah but uh, he was a he was a good sized dog, and he he was a competition dog. Though he he thrived on himself, he loved it. Mm-hmm. He's kind of one of them dogs that 
we still say, you know, he hunted like the competition did. Uh, I mean, he always hunted good, but uh, uh, the harder somebody else's dog go, the more it treed, the more he wants to tree. Yeah. And uh, I've got it written down here somewhere, and I keep in my, I've got a book here, you know, I keep all my bloodlines and breeding stuff in. Mm-hmm. It's two inches thick, but uh, <laughs> I'm just talking off the top of my head. But I think I had, I think he, I hung him in 41 casts. Okay. And he won 38 of them, I think. Nice. And one of them casts was a dead cast that they wasn't in a squirrel tree in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so he really didn't lose that one. But I lost a couple, two, three casts, I think, with him. I got beat by other dogs. So he was a he was a competitor, you know. Yeah, definitely sounds like it. He really got me followed up, and, I'm, and that's what keeps me going to the day. I'm still trying to breed and raise, train another bullet, you know. What are you hunting right now? Ah. Right now, well, I just started dogging competition this past weekend at LBL and Dusty Hill. He's one of the crossfire guys, and he raised a male that's off a black dog that I had named T-Bow, and a female he got, and uh, uh, the Maddie dog. And uh, she's even got some little cur in her. She's Johnny Rocket cur a little bit, but uh, okay. we bring it to the Tebow dog I have, which was Ozark line. And he's uh, he went to his first hunt this past weekend. How'd he do? He done he done really well. He he's not he's not ready for competition hunt, but he's all I had at the time. Okay, it's you know close and. Uh, I said, I'm going to take him. I said, you got to start getting used to this. And uh, I got a second on Friday evening hunt, the regional hunt. I got a second place with him. Then on the rally hunt on Saturday, which is a hunt where we hunt the morning and the evening, and I had the points together, I think he finished field. Not bad for first hunt. No, I was I was more than happy with him. And I had another dog, John's hunt, me and him go on him. I mean, Dusty. On Black Dog, he's Crow. His name's Crossfire Crow. But uh, me and John co-own the little dog. He's three-legged. He uh, sort of got famous in a hurry last year on the circuit. He won Dog of the Year, and uh, I guess you could see him if you're on the website there. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Scooter. Scooter. Yes, he is three-legged kind of. Can I say kind? Well, we don't really know for sure. We had him checked at the bed. He got hit by a car a little bit when he was a puppy. Okay. And a good friend of mine raised him. He he goes back to all of our stuff. He's a grandson of Candy King. And uh, I got him from him and started hunting him. And But his uh, back leg comes out of joint. Huh. What happens, he's fine when you first start hunting, but the longer you hunt, them ligaments and tendons are stretching and his back left leg will stretch the and it's funny how it does it. But it uh he'll get the, when it goes to stretching though, he's learned how to protect it, so he swings his back in. And when he's running, he's a swinging his back in at the same time. And he he'll get really wide he's a small dog, he'll get really wide in the back end. But now he is he's a, he's small, like I say, I think he's about fifteen, sixteen pounds. Okay. But when he trees, he thinks he's a walker dog. <laughs> I mean, uh, he will flat tell it. And you can tree him because he's going to be there when he trees. And that's one thing that makes him good. And uh, But he's usually tough to start the hunt, and he gets slower as the hunt goes, you know. Yeah. But he's uh, he got more heart. And I wish some of these four-legged dogs I had had the heart he's got. Because he's uh, he's just that. Hey, I think he placed in every state just about last year with uh, four different people hunting him. Nice. Yeah. 
we hunted him and that's with different handlers you know and that's saying a lot about the little dogs i mean yeah. he just uh, and everybody hunting with him you know they just i still get people they said i mean it's always something about scooter you know when you go to hunt but they like to hunt with him because he just uh, they can't believe he do what he does with what he's got you know yep but he he got a third this weekend with John, and uh, he just uh, he just one of them dogs. It's just uh, always there, you know what I mean. And he ain't got but one win. He's still on the circuit, so uh, he uh, he may be there a while just for that reason. If he'd had four good legs, he would have done been finished. Yeah. He's a lot of fun to hunt. He's about a 250-yard dog, and he just, uh, you know, he's just an accurate little dog. Nice. Well, we need some stories about these little feist dogs, some good hunts. Well, I'll tell you one story that everybody still talks about at the hunts. Is, uh, one year, and I had a bullet ready to go to LBL. I got gout in my foot right about three days, two days before time to go, my foot swelled up. It was big as a basketball. And a good friend of mine, he's gone now. He's passed away, but Billy Ray Griffith, he's, me and him was hunting him every day. We was road hunting him. We had him in shape. We was ready for that hunt. And come time to hunt that gout came in my foot and I told him I said Bill I ain't gonna be able to go to that hunt I said my foot swelled up I said it was like a basketball that's something I ain't only six eight you know I wore 16 this year so I had a lot of room for uh, <laughs> that put the swell you know yeah he said man said he's, he's in better shape and ready to go he needs he deserves to be there and he said I, he said let's go he said I'll hunt him he said you can sit in the truck I said all right we carried him up there. We drawed out on the hunt, and, and uh, I, I went out with him on Friday evening. And uh, I didn't get to stay with the cast much, but I think Bill ended up finishing fourth with him on Friday evening. But Saturday morning, we got up and made about six inches of snow on the ground. We went hunting and. I mean, it was just a mess. And when he's over with, we come in. And at the break, uh, he was a high-scoring dog at the time. I think he had 250-plus, maybe. And uh, I told him, I said, we need to get after it this evening. The sun popped out, and it that snow off. And we was hunting. And I forget now, but our cast was done pretty good. It was all pretty tight. I know some other dogs are training a squirrel. He looks at me, he said, boy, we need to win this. I said, yeah. And, uh, I mean, listen, when a dog trees, he would jerk bushes, he'd shake trees, he'd jerk vines. I mean, he's just, he's just wild, man, you know? Yeah. And, uh, he actually jumped one squirrel out. He jumped one squirrel out, and the dog caught it on the leaves. I mean, he'd hit the ground. <laughs> he just had a leave there. I mean, that's how he was. But what was funny about the story, he, we had five minutes left going to hunt. We'd had to call time out. They said, we got five minutes left. And we back at the truck. We hauled the dogs up the road a little piece, found a little flat. You know what they'll be yelling? You find a flat, you want to hit it again. We didn't have but five minutes. We got him out of the box, and Bill did, and we, everybody got the dogs out, and we had them up there, and he, and the judge said, you got one minute, about at the time bullet barked. But uh, he didn't uh, really just lock up like he usually does. We know the time was out, and Bill looked at me, and I just nodded my head, yeah, go ahead, because I figured we might well gamble, you know what I mean? Yeah. We treated him, we went there, and he, he was up on a little bank there, the big beach tree, must have been the first beach to ever grow down LBL. It was <laughs> four foot through that thing. About two nests in it. And uh, time's up. We 
and all the dogs died, and we stand there looking. And uh, he had the, he was the only dog that treated in before time ran out. Mm-hmm. And boy, we need that squirrel bad. We looked, and we looked, and there's a big vine running up there. And of course, I threw that gap in my foot. I couldn't get up there. I was wanting to get up there and shake that vine. I told Bill, I said, shake that vine. He said, I can't. Well, while that's going on, we're all looking at that. I think Jake and Bush is just trying to do what we can. Bill had somehow broke that vine, cut it. I don't know what he's done to it, but he got it in too somehow. He said, y'all get where y'all can see that tree. He said, I'm fixing to bring that squirrel out of And listen, I mean, he went to Harlan like Tarzan, took off running, <laughs> grabbed that vine, and come swinging out over top of our head. That vine come out of the top of that tree. And when it did, it brought nest. It brought. And when it did, one of the other guys that was on the hunt, he said, I got the squirrels. And another guy said, I got one over here. There's two squirrels in the nest. Yeah. So he ran both of them out. But that vine come out of the top of that tree, and Bill hit flat his back, knocked the wind out of it. And he ran our sucking eye, gasped him for breath. I hit him get up. And when we died, bullet up on the bank. He crawled back up there where he was at and got him off the, got him off the bush where he was now. He walked back there and handed me that leash. He said, I've done all I can do. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't win. I've done all I can do. I'd say so. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's actually where he finished out his squirrel camp. Okay. By him uh, playing Tarzan <laughs> swinging, swinging through that tree. Hey, if playing Tarzan <laughs> gets those squirrels to come out, Gets you plus yeah. points. It's worth it. Yeah, we've all done it, but I don't think we've ever done it to that extent. I mean, he backed up the hill and got a running start and grabbed that vine. I mean, it looked like something out of a movie. <laughs> and like I say, he was 8, 10, 12 feet higher than us, and he comes swinging out over our head. And, of course, right when he got when the momentum stopped, that's where the vine come out of the tree. Yeah. And when he come down, he come down for every bag. I mean, they was trees, there's limbs come out on top of our heads and everything. Or where I was standing, mother two guys off the side, it wasn't as bad on them. There's one saying, I still ain't seen a squirrel yet. <laughs> but both of them was hollering and squirrels running everywhere. And uh, we had another spectator with it. He was actually our judge, and he said, I got it too. And uh, we oh, told him, need to swing them bushes a little more. Yeah. <laughs> but But he never tried that again. I don't imagine so. That's what makes it fun. Though. Everybody just yeah get together and have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So what's the future look like for Crossfire Kennels? Well, right now we got we got several young dogs that got promise. Uh, whether they make anything worth hauling, I don't know. I mean, we call we try to cull them pretty hard, you know. And I mm-hmm. say cull them, I ain't saying they ain't squirrel dogs. I'm just saying they ain't going you know, competition hunt. But uh, we got several pups, and uh, I've got a pup here that's six months old. It's a trend descent. And uh, he reminded me a lot of, well, he's actually the one I went back to Ohio and got, you know, go back mm-hmm. and get that bloodline. And uh, I'm really excited about him, but several of these other guys have got young dogs, and uh, we're just, uh, maybe next year we'll see what it brings out, but right now it's looking good. Good. But uh, I don't want jinxes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but now uh, we, got, we got our breeding program to where we want it, so. I mean, it seems like, uh, as Luther Lennon say, looks like the ingredients is there. It's up to us to do the footwork, you know. Yep. And that's what we're that's what we're hoping for, anyway. Well, as long as you keep uh, the, all the ingredients in there and you keep that cake baking, that's what matters. Yeah. I just. Uh, 
Well, we know the ingredients are there. It's yep. up to us. You know, we got to do our part, too, you know. Yep. It don't, it don't matter how good the bloodline you got or nothing. If you ain't willing to get out there and walk. You know, we live in these mountains here in Tennessee. And it ain't fun just to go out there and follow a puppy through the woods and trim, <laughs> but you got to do that. You got to put understand. that boot leather down. I've got a blister on my toe now and a swelled ankle bow from being up yonder, but it's a, if you're going to do this, you got to hunt your dogs. Yep, definitely. Because when you go to one of these competition hunts, if you ain't got your dogs hunted up and stuff, you'll find out real fast, you know, what the difference is. It's a, you can't expect them. They're just athletes, you know. Mm-hmm. you got to have them in shape. you got to have them hunted up to where they know what they're doing when they get there. And I'm sure several of those other guys, when they show up, and stuff, I know they got theirs hunted up. Yeah. You're going to be a... Be competitive. You got to keep them in the woods. Yep. A lot of truth there. That's for sure. So something I've said to a lot of people that I've talked to, and uh, I think it's very evident with you, you guys at Crossfire is just working. You know, it's hard for one guy to, to do it all. And I think by working together, you know, a couple guys that have common, common interests, common goals, working together is, it's real smart. And it's, uh, you know, you're pulling your resources and, you know, instead of one guy trying to hunt and keep, you know, 20 dogs, you know, or however many you guys keep between you. But, you know, you got five well, or six guys. Is, yeah, we got, and, you know, it's just like I said with the, the crow dog that I'm hunting now. If it, uh, if it hadn't been for Dusty Hill, you know, giving me the opportunity to, Go on him and stuff, and he done. He's the one done the footwork. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just. Uh, it wasn't for being able to do that. You know, uh, it'd be harder on us to go to the hunt. You know, and be competitive. Yeah. You know, just like Scooter John's got him hunting him up, and you know we got several other young dogs, and we actually uh, pass them around. We we'll get one and roll them pretty good. You know. We ain't got no uh, one of them got a dog that's really done good. They say, hey, this dog, this dog here's about ready, you know, and uh, they got to work there a lot of days or something, you know, it ain't nothing for one of us to go get it and hunt it some far. Okay. Nice. And that's what, us working together is what making it work. Yep. Definitely. It ain't, it ain't, uh, it ain't, uh, by no means one person. Mm-hmm. And in the breeding, you know, that's the, we all sort of do our own thing. We all stay under the, like I say, the same thing. We breed a little different here and there, but you can look at our bloodlines at, on the website. You know, we all, we're all breeding the same ingredients, you know what I mean? Yep. Now, all you know, the pedigrees one, of your dogs look real similar. Yeah, a little difference yeah. here and there, but. Well, we don't go off beat at all, you know. We try to stay in the, what we know is working. Yeah. And, you know, we got uh, several dogs out there. That rock dog we bred to, uh, uh, Lauren's got him, the red hot rock dog. He's a real deal. I actually just hunted for him in the world hunt, in case the world hunt a couple weeks ago. You know, we've used him to breed to and then come back to our stuff or something like that. But, yeah. He's got a lot. He's still got some of the same blood, ain't he? Yep. You know, we don't. We ain't going out there to brand new stuff because, uh, you know, we got it working now. We don't risk it. I understand. And uh, we got a lot of people now to, you know, it's hunting our dogs. We've been doing it long enough now, you know. We've raised a lot of dogs that's made champions and stuff that ain't in our name. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, We'll get them, get one back, and just like the scooter dog, Cecil raised him and trained him, and uh, I know he had him. I know he's a good dog, and we worked out a trade on him, and I got him for simple fact. You know, he goes right back to Candy King, and I go right back to that same cake. You know what I mean? Yep. We're still hunting. Uh, we still hunt stuff. It's all the same stuff we started with. 
But as long as we can compete, you know, I don't see no reason to get crazy with it. No, I agree. Makes sense. There are a lot of good dogs out there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm telling you, when you go to go on these hunts, you'll see a lot of bloodlines, a lot of different. And uh, this guy was like, we ain't breeding to them or something. Well, I still got a lot of respect for a lot of them because I still see, you know, it just amazes me how some of these guys can keep breeding, keep these dogs, keep these champions and stuff. And, uh, but uh, they may not be the same style that I like, but yep. they, they still squirrel dogs, you know what I mean? Yep. Everybody's got their own preference. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know. It makes it more exciting too, you know. It's called cool like Ford and Chevy, you know. If one is that much better than the other, and we'd all be driving the same, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> now there's just little subtle differences. Oh yeah, but so. now they'll show up in your breeding. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of dogs now. A lot of dogs that we raise now, we can. I talk to people on the phone all the time. They call me and say, "I got a dog off so and so here and this and." This. Well, before they tell me, I can usually tell you how it hunts, how it trees, its uh, temperament. I can tell you everything just because, you know, the blood. I mean, out of our dogs. Yeah. I just how it cross. And don't get me wrong, there's some of them different, but you know what I mean. For the yeah. most part, your breeding shows up. Yep. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with me tonight, Marty. For anybody listening that wants to check Crossfire Kennels out, where can they find you? We're at the Crossfire Kennels is our name, but the actual link to on our website, www.x, that's the letter X, firekennels.com. Mm-hmm. We're in Tennessee. We're about, I mean, we're scattered out, but mainly we're about 30 minutes west of Chattanooga. Okay. You guys have a, a Facebook group as well, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, we got a Facebook group and uh, Facebook group and a website. So check out Crossfire Kennels. Well, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.